Good evening. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, the messenger, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. On this episode, you're going to talk about the gas shortage in Haiti, the gas shortage in Haiti. Now, I don't know all the layers. I just want to give my perspective on this gas problem in Haiti. I know uh, there's a lot of Haitian uh, stress out because the whole country shut down because there's no gas. Um, the banks are closed. I think the banks are only open two days or three days a week. That's Monday, Wednesday, and I think Friday. Um, don't quote me on this. This is what I heard. Um, the schools are closed. Or the, the businesses are closed. So this guy's problem, I just wanted to give my perspective. I've been listening to the news back in Haiti. Uh, there's, there's many factors to why we have gas shortage in Haiti. Primarily is the bourgeoisie class who control and those the government, the Haitian government must take accountability for their BS, for their bullshit. And consequently, a lot of people suffered, you know, the public suffered, the, the nation suffered because of bad leadership. This is what we need to emphasize. You see what's going on in DR with the with the immigration problem, with the border problem, all those things, all those things going on. That being said, we as Haitians must be accountable for ourselves as individuals, and for our country, number one. Yes, what's going on with um, the, the DR, with the president, Luis Aminader, I don't concur to, I, I, don't, I strongly disagree. There's some aspect I agree with, but there's a lot of things he does I disagree with. But this is my opinion, you may have your opinion. But what I'm saying is that the gas shortage have caused havoc in the country. It, it, it put the country in a standstill. Uh, people cannot travel. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. Now, you ask yourself, who benefit from this gas shortage? Is it the, the Haitian people? Obviously not. It was, must be the bourgeoisies in the United States. Or the government. Those, those, Jolboki, I call them, you know, those Tisusu. They are the ones that benefits. Now, this is why we have to, move it forward, and we have to go to solar energy. We have to go, we have to move forward to solar and wind energy because the country is, 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 is you know, is, is placed on a mountain. So there's plenty of wind. We have a lot of wind in Haiti. So we can invest in solar energy and wind, uh, tur- turbine, wind turbine. So to produce power in the whole country. I know some people I've spoke about, I've heard, um, C. Jean Teague talked about that briefly. Um, the previous administration, um, they were talking about solar power, all that stuff. I don't know where they at with that now. I know they have made some investment, but that's something that we, um, the Haitian government, have to put a lot of money behind. We talk about billions of dollars behind this investment for it to take off. Well, we're going to implement it throughout the whole country, the north, the south. It doesn't matter, east, west. The whole country have to have solar power um, generators. Those are the things we have to invest in. I know other people have talked about this solar investment. So that way, when we have those problems, so we don't have to be dependable on the gas. We cannot be. See what happened in, in Brazil back in the 70s during the oil crisis, right? You see what happened. Brazil went to sugarcane. Now the whole, they changed the whole system. Now everything is sugarcane now. They produce fuel out of sugarcane in Brazil. You didn't know that. Brazil do not import oil anymore. I don't know about natural gas, but when it comes to crude oil, gasoline, all that stuff, they don't import that stuff anymore. 
they produce, uh, they use sugarcane to produce fuel. So there's a lot of ingenuity that we can apply in the country. I know it's going to happen. It's bound to happen. Haiti will be back on our feet uh, a thousand four, a million four, because we have suffered for so many years, for so many centuries now. It is, I, I, I'm very adamant when I say this, it is our time. First, we have to clean the house up. The house is dirty and filthy. What I mean by dirty, I'm talking about the spirits over there, the, the, the demonic spirit that's in the country, that control the country, the government, the bandits, all those factors. And, and then, you know, then you have um, American government, you know, that's really involved. You know, most people don't know that U.S. have the biggest um, embassy in the world is in Haiti. The biggest U.S. embassy is based in Haiti. Coincidence? I don't think so. So those are the things that a lot of American citizens, they're not aware of. You know, those are the things that, like I said, I have to address the Haitian government. We must be accountable for our country as a nation, for ourselves as citizens. Because look, you see what's going on in DR, the way the Haitians are behaving. Granted, what Lewis is doing, I'm not totally, um, I'm, I'm against it, but at the same time, we have a certain way we have to behave when we go to other people's country. Yes, we understand that uh, DR and Haiti share the same island, but they have different laws. They have different jurisdictions. So you have to respect their law when you go over there. Do I, do, I don't condone the way they treat the Haitians. I do not condone the way immigration agents rough them like freaking, you know, like freaking animals. I don't condone those kind of behavior. Those are reckless behavior on their part. But we as Haitians, we have to be accountable for ourselves and for our country. And this is something I was talking to my neighbor earlier. He's from the Dominican Republic. And we discussed that. And he, I told him, listen, man, we are brothers and sisters. We have to work together. Eventually, Dominican going to put their differences of size, and they're going to come work together. But before that happens, a lot of people are going to die, unfortunately. Many people are going to die, mostly in the government. Some are going to be civilian. But mostly, watch and see, come next year, a lot of people are going to fall down. With this vaccine, with the new virus coming in, many people are going to die. You talk about millions of people are going to die. They're going to die. It is, it is going to happen. I'm sorry to break the news to you guys, but those are the things that we are facing right now. The gas shortage have put the country in a standstill. Now, I, I, I'm not in Haiti, so I don't know all the factors. That's, I have to be clear on that. I don't know all the factors, what causing that. But I already know the main factor is the government. They're behind it because they are too susu drug here. They don't. They care about money before they care about the welfare of the nation, of the people of Haiti. That's first, first and foremost. Then the bourgeoisie class, they're making a lot of money from this um, gas shortage. Yes, I'm being honest with a lot of you guys. I did my research on that. They're making millions and millions and billions of dollars on this gas shortage. It doesn't benefit Haitian people. It benefits the bourgeoisie class in Haiti and Santo Domingo and United States, but it does not benefit us. This is why when we establish a whole new government, those are the things we have to invest in. Solar, wind energy, nuclear energy, uh, that's something, eh, I don't know. But solar energy, nuclear, um, wind power energy, we must invest in those things. I know we're going to because they have spoken about it before. So that's something we have to look into the future of the country. Those are things, because the countries sit on the mountains, so there's plenty of mountains to go around. So we can produce, there's plenty of sunshine in the whole country. 
I think we get like what ninety eight percent, ninety nine percent of sunshine every year, or ninety eight percent. So, like I said, we have plenty of sunshine in the country, and plus the, the country is sit on mountains. There's many mountains around the country. There's mountains on top of mountains. So that being said, those are the things we have to invest in, in moving forward. But right now, those things with the gas shortage, it pains my heart when you watch the news. It really pains my heart. You see people, you know, they're looking for stuff. They can't go, you know, they shut down the schools. They shut down, a lot of stuff is shut down. Businesses are shut down because of the gas shortage. Um, those are the things that affect the public. Because you can tell, okay, yes, America is part of that. I'm not going to take America out of this equation. Yes, they play a part of it. Because their whole thing is, is to keep Haiti suffering. Because it is good business for them. It's bad business for us as Haitian nationals or as Haitian citizens. But for them, it's big business for them. They make billions of uh, billions and trillions of dollars off of us ignorance. You see, or oh, see, I said, my people perish for lack of what? Knowledge, not lack of food, air. No, lack of knowledge. What is that knowledge? It's two greatest knowledge in the universe, knowledge of God and knowledge of self. Most of us don't have that. A lot of us are walking zombies. Yeah, unfortunately, my Louis Ma, a lot of you guys are walking zombies. I'm sorry to break the news to you. And uh, there was a video I was watching just the other day, and this is why Dominican lost a lottery. I already talked about this. I'm going to um, emphasize on this. You cross the border, right? As soon as you get there, the first thing you're doing is begging those people for money. This is where you lost your credibility. This is where you lost your respect. And the Haitian government have to prevent those people crossing the border. A lot of those people, too, they, they have mental problems. You can clearly see they have mental problems. You cross the border. The first thing you do is begging people for money. You don't look for work. You don't get your paperwork together. Let me address the Haitian that live in DR. I know the situation is very frustrating. It's bad. But you guys, as Haitian who live in Dominican Republic, you must take accountability for yourself. If you go there legally with your white paperwork and they, they mistreat you, that's, you take them to court. But when you go there with no documents... And then you don't follow the law and you get mistreated. Hey, whatever you get, you get. I'm sorry to tell you that. Whatever they give you, that's what you're going to get. But I don't condone the way they, they, they treat Haitian over there. I do not condone it. But Haitian too, let's keep it 1,000. We must be accountable for, accountable for ourselves and for our country. Because when you go to DR, yes, it's the same island. We know that. Same island, same people. But they have different laws. They have different jurisdiction over there. So you must follow the law while you're over there. And if you go over there illegally with no documentation, you put yourself at risk. You put your family at risk. That's something that every country goes to. You must go with the proper documents. Granted, some people, they go there, their parents dropped them off and left them there. I understand the sentiment. But we must be accountable for our life, for our children's life, for our country well-being. We as Haitian citizens, we must be accountable for ourselves, for our, for our country, first of all. No, for ourselves, first of all, for our country, second of all. We must be accountable. Now, all that fall on the Haitian government because we have bad leaders. See, when you have bad leaders, this is the outcome of bad leadership. If when you have good leadership, all this nonsense going on, but like I said, a lot of it is prophecy. Some of it is our own doing. 
but we must be accountable for ourselves as individuals. And secondly, the government must be accountable for the nation as a whole. So that way we can get our, so that way we can reclaim our respect on, in this world stage. Because we get disrespected everywhere we go, we get disrespected. Look what happened in Texas. Dario, Texas. Look how they mistreat um, the Haitian. Look how they mistreat the Haitian in South America. Colombia, Guatemala, Ecuador. Look how they, they was raping women, robbing, and even killing some of those Haitians. Look what they treat you in Mexico. Same thing. But I know most of it is prophecy. Some of it is our own doing. Let me advise the Haitian that try to come here. Listen. My advice to you is to stay in Haiti. If you want to come to America, I get it. You're frustrated with the Haitian government. You are tired. But stay in Haiti. My advice to you is stay in Haiti. Go somewhere else. If, you, if your neighborhood is bad, move it to another neighborhood. But coming to America is not going to solve your problem. I know it's not going to solve your problem. Because America right now, she's facing a lot of problems right now. Economically, socially, you know, international. They're facing a whole lot of problems. Most of it is not on social media. Okay? So America is facing a lot of problems. It's about to manifest. It's going to manifest very soon, come next year. You're going to say, well, man, John said it on his podcast. And you guys know that already. I don't know what I'm telling you guys. Some of you guys already know that already. Those of you all in the noon, you know what's coming to America. So, like I said, the gas shortage is bad. It's terrible. People are suffering. I can feel the pain. I'm not there, but I can relate. I, you know, I can relate. I can empathize with you guys as Haitian national. You know, since I live abroad, you call me a Jaspoa. As a Jaspoa, I can relate because I know that it affects the whole country. Even us, uh, those of us who reside outside the country, outside of Haiti, can feel the pain. But what I'm saying is we must go back and reestablish our country to a world-class country. We can no longer live in a third-world country in, a tw- in this 21st century. We can no longer live as a, as a third-world country. Never again. Uh, my hope for Haiti that Haiti will reclaim her glory. She will get back to the world stage as number one. That's my, that's my hope and dream for the country. I know they already prophesied it. It's, going to, it's bound to happen. It's going to happen very soon. Stay tuned. Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Lukendi underscore lifestyle. You can follow me on Twitter at John Rosenberg. You can also follow me on Facebook at John Rosenberg. My objective for this podcast is to reach 1 billion listeners on a monthly basis. Let me say that again. My objective for this podcast is to reach 1 billion listeners on a monthly basis. It's going to happen. It's bound to happen. That's the, that's the objective for this podcast. One love, one nation, under God. Take care. Have a great evening.